What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This is your Monday show. So glad to be here. Feels a little weird recording it Friday morning and not Saturday morning at 3 a.m. Saturday at any given time. Mainly because uh, SmackDown's taped. So I already know what's going to happen. So uh, I just said, you know what? Let me record this show. Uh, let's give some quick programming notes. So in a couple weeks, I think I've, I've announced some uh, PJ Dakota's podcast who I was on uh, this past Tuesday. Uh, I don't know where you can find her stuff. I need to get her information, be able to pr pr promote that uh, much better. But um, I think I said this already, but I'm not sure. It's official, though. Two weeks from now, May 14th, Motor City Comic Con in Detroit, Michigan. I will be at a panel. Uh, it will be from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Afterwards, I will have a little autograph signing for about another hour. Um, so stop by if you're in the area. If you do it, um, it'll, be, it'll be my first time in Detroit. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, super excited to meet some fans, some other people as well. Um, but it'll be my first con of the year. I'm so happy to be doing it. Um, it'll be fun. You know. Also, if you check us out on Spotify, give us a five-star rating. Uh, we already have one. Uh, let's get some more on there. Um, I can't give any like uh, surprises away for that because I don't, I don't know how I would do it. But there are reviews you can leave on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a, if you leave a review, good, bad, ugly, whatever, I will definitely like send uh, show me proof that you said that you did sent it. And we'll do a little giveaway, you know, once we get like a number of interview, uh, interviews, a number of uh, reviews on there. And also, th that, that, what well, should be fine, that money, because I'll be back there someday. So I think there's nothing to be worried about. But anyways, I just want to make that announcement. Um, please enjoy the show as yesterday, as you hear this, it will be yesterday. Uh, the, the comic of the month that will have happened as we head into the week of strange i'm super excited for this week this has been the movie i've been most excited to see uh, in the last two years uh I, obviously batman was right behind it but i'm super excited i know batman delivered for me at least um so i'm hoping dr strange will deliver as well also at the same time i am uh tampering my expectations and they keep the more they keep revealing little 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 bit and by little bit, so that is cool. So, anyways, let's get into some pro wrestling. Let's get into Raw. Raw with some big returns, as it was rumored for a couple days, but we saw the return of Oscar. And Oscar, it's funny how the cycle of life happens. The last time we saw Oscar and Becky Lynch in the ring, Oscar had just won the Women's Money in the Bank, and Becky Lynch was handing over the briefcase to be a mother, and essentially handing over the Women's Championship. And they hugged, they embraced, and everything. Now a new Becky Lynch has said the fans were ungrateful, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then Oscar returned after months, almost a year of being gone. And the first person she confronts is Becky Lynch. This will be a hell of a match, a hell of a way to get Becky Lynch out of the championship picture for the moment. But a way, a hell of a way to put Oscar back in the picture. One of the MVPs of the last several years, Oscar. Her to speak very little English has been given a lot in WWE, surprisingly. She is a Money in the Bank winner. She is a Royal Rumble winner. She had an undefeated streak that went from NXT to the main roster. She has defeated all four horsewomen. She's multiple-time women's champion, multiple-time tag team champion. Like, she's been given a lot, and so she, and besides, she's gorgeous, and she is super funny. You should, you should follow her on Instagram. Um... 
it's one of those things where just this will be a good way to to really set things off uh, for both guys, for both ladies. Excuse me. Um, also, Becky Lynch, excuse me, Bianca Belair defeated Sonya Deville in a three-on-one match where she recruited Carmella and Selena Vega. So I guess those two are cool again. I guess it was just the way they were. I, I don't. I'm not even gonna question it. But she she got past this feud. She's moving on to the next thing. This was just as we already knew, just filler to get um, Bianca to the next uh, challenger for the women's championship. Now, and who did they call back to television? Mustafa Ali, as he had his first match, he defeated the Miz clean only to get beat down by Champa. And yes, he has had his first name taken away, which I don't think is that big of a deal considering I don't know anyone that calls him Tumaso. I remember when I first started redoing the podcast. Oh no, I first, <coughs> excuse me. I believe I started doing the podcast. Oh, this is the last incarnation of the podcast. I remember I found it hard to say Tommaso because my southern accent, my southern drawl, and I used to say Champa anyway. So I think most people just say Champa. So this name change one should be expected. Two is actually not that bad. So I don't actually think this is something that anyone should be like super mad about or anything. Um, so yeah, I don't. I'm not too worried about this. Um, but this would be a fun match. And I do like that these two are going to feud. I'm actually excited for this. Like, Tommaso Ciampa versus Mustafa Ali. Holy crap on a cracker. Like, that's going to be a fun match to watch if it's it's given time. I will say this. So, after months, a month of debating whether or not I should get the America Chavez, I did pick her up yesterday. And I told myself, I I think me doing the podcast uh, on Wednesday, last Wednesday, I did a little open about action figures and the ones I have not bought. And Jonathan Esther was so keen um, on getting their America Chavez. It didn't bother him that it was, you know, a... Um, it didn't bother him that it was a a, um, a MCU version, which really bothers me sometimes. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I just don't see me doing it. I want a comic book accurate one, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, a lot of things kind of trigger for me when I hear people talk. Like even when me and Dylan from Figure Four Photos talk, and I know you guys have been asking him to come back on the show. He's just had a baby boy. I'm super happy for him. It's going to be a while before we see <laughs> Dylan on the show, um, but we will get him back sooner, more sooner than later. Um, some things just turn me towards things, things turn me off. Like the Hot Toys action figures are like $200 for some. You're paying for it for the detail. The Mezco figures, you're paying higher prices for the details, but they don't have the figures I want a lot of times. Like, a lot of times, I'm, I'm, I'm simply happy with, you know, how some of these other figures look. Like, that Dark Nightwave that McFarlane just came out with is pretty badass and pretty fucking detailed. It's pretty looking, it's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you, it just, it's like you're eating the, you're eating the steak, and the steak doesn't taste any different to you, but you're eating it because it's $300 steak. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes you just feel like it's better because it costs more, and that's fine. I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to spot. I'm also not going to sit here and knock a Texas Roadhouse steak when that Texas Roadhouse steak is actually pretty damn delicious, you know. So I didn't have a problem with how she looks. She looks just like, actually, just like the American Chavez you see on the, on, on the the trailers. Um, but I said to myself, man, novelty, novelty. I got that's been hitting me every time I've been buying figures, and it's very rare I bought figures this year. It's very rare. But I did. I told myself after I talked about it on the podcast that next time I see her, because I don't know when I'm gonna see her, and now that the, the, the Thor wave is gonna be coming out, or sorry, hitting stores, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get it. And it was just really funny how 
Uh, I finally saw it, and I saw just one. And I was about to leave. I said, I'll get it next time. I said, ah, no, it's not going to be there next time. Just grab it. I grabbed it, whatever. The point of all this is, the current wave they have out of uh, uh, Elite, um, you have a Mustafa Ali, and I've been debating on getting it. And I think I'm going to get it next time I see it, if I see it, you know. Um, but I, I was debating on it because I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to see him. But you know what? Even if this is his last run, he's, he's, he gets, just gets dropped. Because look here, they're probably paying him a good penny um, to stay at home. And eventually, you, have to, you gotta do something. You know, that's how they would see it, I'm assuming. And so, it's one of those situations where I'm like, man, I looked at that and I looked at the main event, Jey Uso. And I just don't want Jay without his brother. But I don't know. We'll see. But I was definitely debating on the Ali. So, now I think I've talked myself into at least if I see Ali, Ali again, I'll get it. So, anyways, that's gonna be one hell of a feud. Orton has a celebration of his 20 years where he thanks a bunch of people. He thanked Mick Foley. And you know what? It's so glad to hear Mick Foley get that. I know Mick Foley is very happy. Noel Foley is very happy. But Mick was the one that put him over. But everything from Mick telling him to punch him in the face for real, to spit in his face. Like, he told him, this is how you're going to get heat. Because Mick Foley, I want to say, once he won the WWE Championship in 99, or te- technically 98, I guess, there was no way he was ever going to get booed again. Like, I know he got booed in ECW Arena. People still love them some Mick Foley. Like, he's just such a... I think Jim Cornette says it best. He says, Mick Foley's a nice guy, too nice to be in the wrestling business. Um, But he he is in the wrestling business, and he he, he does make his mark. And and I do appreciate when people can recognize Mick Foley. And I don't think enough people do. I don't think enough people recognize Mick Foley for what he did for Triple H. You know? But, no, I was glad that Randy Orton... You see Randy Orton's in a different place right now. You know, um, you, you can tell he's appreciating wrestling, appreciating where he is. Um, so I'm really happy for him, you know, but this was this was good. And I loved how they had the uh, how, how uh, uh, Matt Riddle uh, introduced the guy that he mentored. One of the guys uh, in Cody Rhodes, who is now his own star in his own right. And um, you, could, you could really tell that they I don't think I've ever heard Cody Rhodes feel feel disrespected by randy orton or anything i think he only felt like randy orton helped to elevate him which i I do believe him being in that spot with ted dibiase jr did help um but this then became a whole interrupted thing where uh, ezekiel came out and then owens came out ended up being an eight-man tag um where it was the usos and rollins and owen versus ezekiel orton riddle and rhodes um but this was I thought this was fun, but I, I, I love Randy Orton and what he, he talked about, so I thought that was good as well. Speaking of the eight-man tag team match, uh, the team of Usos, Rollins, and Owens lost to Ezekiel, Orton, and Riddle, and Rhodes after Orton hit a plethora of RKO's to get the pin. Um, that was the only way this match can end, but it was fun while it lasted. Damian Priest defeated Finn Balor clean. This ho- I'm hoping this will lead Finn Balor to join AJ Styles in this fight against these two, even though I think there's going to be one more person to join. Uh, what is the name of this group? I wrote it down somewhere. They didn't name this group. I, um, where is it? Where is it? Judgment Day. Um, stupid name. But they finally named the group, so I'm assuming there's going to be one more person to it. I'm assuming... I, I, I'm assuming it's going to be Rhea Ripley. It may be. You know, and it might be, you know, Styles, Morgan... Balor versus those three, which they're going to lose, the baby faces that is. But I hope this is to be the way that Finn ends up joining Styles' cause. But Finn Balor, excuse me, but Damian Priest ended up utilizing a new finish because if you remember, he had his finish, which is the same one as the Crossroads. But obviously, Rhodes had it first because he was in WWE first. Um, 
but obviously he was asked to change his move. The move is uh, similar to like a flatliner, which he's too good to use that. That move looked flat as fuck. Um, but you know, I, I, I look here. We already know what Vince thinks of Vin. Finn has been on on not the chopping block, but Finn has been good enough to job to people. Um, so I'm not even mad about this. I clearly want Finn Balor to be used much better. I love Prince David um, and everything he brings to the table. Uh, but we all know that the main roster does not know how to use him. Once he lost that Universal Championship, and obviously he never got a chance to defend it uh, due to injury, he was never going to get a shot again. Yes, he is a two-time, I think, intercontinental champion he is a u.s champion he's never won the tag team championships um but it's one of those things where i feel like there's nothing to be mad here this is also to be <laughs> expected so um yeah everyone's mad you you heard the report last year this was just like in the winter time last year where this was reported what how vince thinks of him and we know that like literally he won the u.s championship which was fantastic only to get beat by austin theory week after week after week then just to lose the title to him so there you go. Bobby Lashley defeated Omos in an arm wrestling match and gets beat down afterwards. Um, this is what's to be expected. They're going to have their final match. Um, I would assume Omos is going to get the win here and um, just to expect they need to move on from each other. This is bringing Lashley down, in my opinion. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, they brawl over. I, I, actually do, I actually did like the fire I saw from Liv here and how she took on the bigger person and, it was, and, and they were just fighting. I, I did like the fire I saw here. So that is your Raw, of course, a plethora, a, 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 a mainstay of the, of the show. <laughs> uh, my humidifier going off. Um, and SmackDown, just two quick notes. Drew McIntyre is the number one contender for Roman Reigns World Heavyweight Championships. I'm not saying the entire name they have for the title, F that, but he will be the one facing him. So if you think this is too soon, it's really not because after Tyson Fury defeated his last opponent, which was just, what, a week and a half ago, two weeks, or not that long, um, he did say he wants to be at the UK show and he wants Drew McIntyre. They've been setting this up for a couple years now. So I'm assuming that's the match at that UK show is Drew versus Tyson Fury. I don't see, I, I mean, there's a rumor. I will say this. So if you don't, fast forward about two minutes, if you don't want to listen to this, because I did read this and I don't know where this came from. It didn't like it came from any reputable source, but it is an interesting theory. So I don't know if it's a spoiler or if it's just a theory. It looked like it was more of a, 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 a spoiler. But when I saw the name attached to it, I was like, I don't know, but I still want to talk about because I think it's an interesting theory. To me, it's, it's, it's supposedly, because as you guys know, or if you don't know, you're going to know now, there will be two shows in August. For the first time ever, SummerSlam will be held in July. It will be the last weekend in July. That UK show is going to be a thing happening Labor Day weekend, which will be the same weekend as All Out. But the end of July will bring two, or excuse me, July will bring two pay-per-views. Money to make at the beginning, and then survive, and SummerSlam at the end. There was a, there's, someone posted this, so I'll just take it for what it is, but I think it's an interesting theory, that Cody Rhodes would win the Money in the Bank platform, then go on to, on 4th of July, which supposedly is on a Monday, defeat Roman Reigns for the championships. After Tyler Stewart was unified by then, I don't see them letting, making too many people walk around carrying two fucking titles, and I don't see them keeping those belts unified for very long, as I said, I didn't want them to be unified in the first place. I just thought that was interesting because I'm like, well, that's one way to do it. But how do you get Roman Reigns in such a Reigns is not a your typical champion. Reigns has the bloodline. 
Like to catch Brock Lesnar off guard, that's one thing. And it's one thing mainly because like he was a loner. He is a loner. Um, it's one thing to catch anyone else alone. But to, in order to catch Roman Reigns alone, this means someone has to do mighty, mighty big damage to them. Now, with me saying that, Brock Lesnar is and has always been planned to be at Money in the Bank. He was never planned to be at WrestleMania Backlash. That was always false there. Um, advertisement. I think Meltzer was in my report that a couple months ago when he was being advertised for it. He said, no, he's not. there's no plans for him to be there, right? So he finally took, they took him out the promotional material. But he is planning to be, or he is scheduled to be at Money in the Bank. It is very possible that maybe even at Money in the Bank, after Rhodes wins, because Money in the Bank never um, main events to show, it is very possible that Brock can lay out all the members of the bloodline, take them all out, and maybe you can even do an, uh, an angle where Brock takes out the Usos in the back one by one, then takes out Roman, and then you have Cody cash in. So I just thought that was an interesting theory. Um, don't think it's actually going to happen, be honest with you. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening because they they kind of did the... F- well, first of all, this is, one of those, this is one of those gimmicks where you would think it was more of a heel gimmick, but really it's more of a face gimmick. Most faces that cash in money in the bank, or most people that cash in money in the bank are faces that take guys down when they're weak. So it's really backwards of the king of the ring or, you know, any any essentially heel gimmicked pay-per-view. This is definitely a face thing that they made. So I just wanted to say that because I thought it was a very interesting thing to say. And last note on SmackDown is Ricochet is still looking strong. I know internally he is listed as a number two babyface, and that's by default at this point. But he is still stacking wins. He retains his Intercontinental Championship against Shanky. To me, that was the only two things noticeable in this thing. I could care less about anything else um, as we're looking forward to WrestleMania Backlash. Let's get an AEW. Dynamite. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, they they have had the, the month of their life. And to be honest with you, and they brought up a good point. They said, does WWE actually want them or just do they want them because they want them from AEW? And I remember when I read the, the, the piece last week, I laughed. And someone messaged me and said, no, they they, they can pay, they can pay more, more more money than AEW. Yeah, they can, but also if you realize this, yeah, it might be more travel, but you can make more in the indie scene. Like, Matt Cardo is making more than he's probably ever made in WWE because you can make your own bookings and set your own prices, etc., etc., plus the outside things you can do and endorse. But I'm not talking about that for money-wise. What has WWE done to prove they want FTR? They've literally had the same three tag teams feuding the last three months. That's not an exaggeration. It will be four months officially when WrestleMania Backlash happens, where the feuds between RK Bro, Alpha Academy, and Street Profits have been going on. Literally, the same three teams in the tag team picture. So much so, they had to add the Usos in. But if you look at the Usos, the reason why they're not challenging any teams on or any teams are challenging them on SmackDown, they've beaten every team on SmackDown. The one thing Cash Wheeler said when they left WWE was, well, you know, if we just want tag team wrestling, WWE has done nothing to bolster the tag team division. You can say what you want to about AEW's women division, which, yes, it still needs a lot of work. WWE's tag team division is worse than AEW's women's division. And I will dare you to fight me on that one. I mean, physically fight me, because there's no way you believe they're, they're, their tag team division is stronger than their women's division. It's not. It's not. They have a terrible tag team division in WWE. What is FTR going to do? Like, FTR's been 
blessed to be able to wrestle the Bucks, the Briscoes, the Lucha Brothers, themselves for Christ's sakes. It's, it's, no, it shouldn't happen. And I do hope if AEW, if uh, FCR does go back, one, they get all their trademarks back and they make sure that WWE makes them own it. They don't, WWE will own nothing of theirs. There's a lot of things to discuss there. No, and now Cody Rhodes has come back and he's kept alive his shit. Other people will follow suit and keep their shit, believe it or not. So, anyways, Dex Harwood, like I predicted, advances. Uh, he was very emotional after the match. Um, these two have an immense amount of respect for the Hart family, as we know their love for Bret Hart. But this was a good match. And CM Punk was on commentary. Um, this show had to be rewritten heavily due to Hangman and Page catching COVID. But Punk did do a, a promo afterwards. And he made it official. Double or nothing. Adam Hangman Page in the main event will challenge, will, excuse me, will defend. It feels like he's challenging, but he will defend his AEW World Heavyweight Championship against CM Punk. So that's awesome. Scorpio Sky, he regains the TNT Championship. That makes him a two-time TNT champion, one of three men. I, I remember when I first heard that people said that the TNT title lost his way after Miro. And I was like, damn, that's kind of harsh on Sammy. But they're right. This belt has been played hot potato so many times now. I don't understand why they even took... Now, did they take it off Scorpio 12 days ago or whenever that was in order to officially submit Sammy Guevara's heel turn? Okay. You could have done it without changing the championship. You could have kept him on this undefeated streak, which was the most... Um... <laughs> um unexcited undefeated streak of all time. Um, but you didn't you gave him one title offense, and like I, I didn't get the point of this. This was a good ladder match, it was. Um, but one, Sammy needs to move on. Uh, Sammy, I don't know what he's gonna move on to. I mean, it's clear that they're still gonna feud with Dan Lambert and in their in this group. Um, but I, I don't think Sammy needs a TNT title anymore. You know. Um, but I, I think Scorpio Sky should have been given more. You know what kind of run Scorpio Sky had with the TNT title? Just a shorter version of it was the Swerve Scott North American title run. It was that unimpressive. And I'm hoping now that he'll get a chance to defend that title on a more consistent basis. He's already promised Kazarian. He said, once I win my TNT title back, you will get the first shot. That'll be a hell of a match. Um, and Kazarian gave it to him. So Kazarian's owed this. So, I mean, he's not going to win it. But, you know, I, I think that'll be a hell of a match. Um, but but Scorpio Scott does not need to be... Um, losing that belt anytime soon. If you and you need and you need to rebuild that belt because now that because when I think about it, once like Darby had, but once Miro put that belt, on, it felt Darby and Miro, it felt really special, and they had some hell of a match, hell, hell of a matches. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do this time and and to stop hot potato with that TNT championship. Ray Phoenix has returned. And Death Triangle is whole again. We will finally get that six-man tag. Hopefully a double or nothing. Not the buy-in. Hopefully with that double or nothing, we get a six-man tag. House of Black versus Death Triangle. I'm so looking forward to that match. This actually will be a hell of a match. Wardlow defeated Archer. Um, I thought this was a great match. Wardlow is a hell of an athlete. Did a Hurricane Ron and or Frankensteiner. Um, I thought it was a hell of a match. Wardlow keeps keeps building wins. And this crowd, this 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 fan base is itching to see MJF get his butt kicked all over an arena by Wardlow. So it's it's coming. Just it's it's coming. Serena Deeb 
finally ends this feud with Sheeta, which was a hell of a feud. It went almost a year. But, and, and I don't say finally like in a bad way. I say finally like it, it, they finally have to come to a grips. And I think in the Miller's matches when they announced that the winner of this will get an AEW Women's Championship match. So that kind of gave the winner away. It wasn't going to be Sheeta versus the Rose. It was always going to be Deeb. She's the one, the one getting these wins, professor time, et cetera, et cetera. It will be Serena Deeb at Double or Nothing versus Thunder Rosa. That will be a fun match to watch. I'm looking forward to it. But there was not this battle without casualties. Serena Deeb had a huge not on her face after this battle, but this was the way it should have ended uh, with these two just beating the hell out of each other. I enjoyed every second of it. The Jericho Appreciation Society threw a fireball in A. Kingston's face. Oh my, that's a fireball done the right way. But um, I, I, I think this is still a good feud here for everybody, mid-card little feud. Um, there was a fun note, I think in The Observer, was how Daniel Garcia, who was one of the people that Brian Danielson pointed out that he wanted to work with was supposed to originally be in BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club, and how Jericho, uh, Jericho, you know, kind of nixed it, saying, "Hey, I, I kind of need him with me," and that's how Willa Uter got the the spot. But Daniel Garcia was supposed to be in it originally, and Jericho felt he could do more with him. We'll see, because um, they're doing a lot with Willa Uter, so we'll see if uh, Daniel Garcia got the low in the stick on that one. Next week, the ROH Women's Championship is on the line. It will be unified. We have the interim champion and Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Perrazzo. Perrazzo, who just lost the AAA Del Reynas Championship to Taya Valkyrie. Now she's no longer the champ champ, but she is looking to unify the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Um, as, much as, I, as much as I like Mercedes Martinez, Perrazzo needs to win this match. Perrazzo needs to unify the Women's Championship. I, I think the the fact that he kept Gresham as the ROH champion, I love that. It was only between him and Bandino anyway. But we don't. But and I get it. Samoa Joe has a TV title because he's gonna be working ROH and AEW. But I, I don't know if Martinez is gonna be working both. I mean, she did work ROH, but I don't know if that's a last minute thing or not. I mean, I felt they made the wrong wrong call by putting the belt on her to begin with. They should have put it on Willow. But what since they did put on uh, Martinez, which I'm still happy about. I think Perazzo needs to unify and and because she still has a rematch coming up. We'll get into that in a second. But I, I think she's gonna lose that rematch. But I, I, it, it just it does it doesn't feel right. Perazzo just not being the unified Ring of Honor Women's Champion since she is gonna be the main one in Ring of Honor, in my opinion. That will be next week. Um, the Ring of Honor TV title was defended on Rampage. Samoa Joe defeated Trent Beretta. Hook and Danhausen never happened. It got interrupted. So they're they're building towards this. And Danhausen, you know, asked uh, Hook to be friends. And Dan uh, Hook said, nah, I'm, I think I'm good. So we kind of know where this is going, the odd pairing. But, um, yeah, that match never happened, just in case you guys were wondering. Um, Keith Lee defeated Colton Gunn. And in an Owen Hart qualifier match, Darby Allen defeated Swerve Scott. And I think their first ever meeting. I could be wrong with that, but that was a, it was kind of a fun match. And also Jay Cargill, Red Velvet, Red Velvet, and Kiara Hogan defeated Willow, Trish, and Sky in a six-woman tag team match. So that was pretty cool. News. The inspiration has stepping away from the in-ring uh, aspect of wrestling. Um, it was announced by Impact and them. They're stepping away. So um, I, I believe they've wanted to do acting for a while now at least cassie lee has um 
which is the former not, that's no it's not billy Kay's. what was the other one's name i can't remember her name because i know her real name <laughs> it's, it's kind of annoying but either way um this is I, this kind of came out of nowhere but maybe they have some options on the table and they're like well we gotta take this shit right now like wrestling will always be there you know i mean they came back after some visa issues and won the women's tag team championships and impact and you no know, they've they've done their thing you know uh but when you have more than one passion that's hard to keep up with just one thing and stay in it when you know you have so many things you can contribute to the game so i respect that sergeant slaughter signs a new deal with hasbro to return to the gi joe franchise that is going to be something I, I saw him at um wrestlecon and so many, he was like one of the busiest legends that was there i have no sergeant Sla- slaughter i know they just came out with a new elite sergeant slaughter action figure but i actually have no sergeant slaughter action figures i've never owned one before um but like that, he, I'm pretty sure he's gonna make so much money off that. <laughs> like he was all like, I, I, it's one of the reasons he left WWE was because of the dispute. He had become a part of the GI Joe franchise, and he was a big part of it. He was selling a lot of merchandise, and WWE said you can't do that. He said, well, I'm gonna go do that then. You know, so people think about Roddy Piper, but they forget like it wasn't contentious. Like Slaughter never talked down about the company, but he was always like, yeah, I'll just I'll just go do what I want to do, and you know, I, I'll take my own endorsement deals. You know, and it's one of those things where it's just pretty fucking cool to see someone stand up to vince and and vince knows what what he's worth i'm sure he has a legends deal and all that other shit but you're not going to tell someone with those kind of those type of options and if to sign a multi-year deal man they're gonna make so much money off off that name dark side of the ring as of this recording has not been renewed for season four um vice put out their 2022 2023 like lineup and dark side of the ring was not on there I do know Dark Side of the Ring has caught in some flack recently, mainly because I know Jim Ross said he he felt he was um, edited not properly two or three times, and he had not talked to the producers of the show about it yet, but he was planning on doing that. But he said he was never going to participate in the shows again. And, you know, not everyone has that excuse. Tommy Dreamer does not have that excuse. Like, he, and that's a harp on this, because I, I like Dreamer. However, but Dreamer, like, they showed every part of his effort that they, every they needed to show, you know. But I will say this. I do think when I look at the plane ride from hell, I kind of wish there was times where there was a DVD. I know that's outdated, but I don't know how else you would do it unless you have, like, a streaming service that would show all this. I kind of do wish to see the interviews unedited and just with that one person, you know what I'm saying, perspective on the entire thing. Because I felt JR was pretty upfront and honest about don't leave your drink open, it'll get drugged. Flair was a made man at that point. That's why Flair never got touched. Like, he was pretty fucking honest. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the reason why people were so upset, well, I know why people were so upset, it was the first time you actually heard from a victim of these shenanigans. Like, these, these shows have been pretty much contained to the wrestling world. And people who either hate the wrestling world or people who um, are not as affected, if that makes any sense. But here you see a victim who still this affects to this day and a survivor, excuse me, not a victim, a survivor. And you see it still affects her. And that made the show hit a little differently. Um, I don't think because Jim Ross was the only one to jump. Like, no, there's a lot of people that probably don't want, don't want to deal with the show anymore because it was a cool thing to talk about. And then it got too real. Period. Bottom line. That what's that Dave Chappelle skit? Uh, when being real goes wrong, <laughs> like that's a thing. That really is a thing. So, um, 
I believe in that that situation, you know. So, um, yeah, but as of this recording, it has not been renewed. Um, but it hasn't been canceled either. So maybe they're just trying to find out some topics that they can hit, and maybe they haven't found the right topics for Vice to, to, to commit to them yet. So we'll see. Elon Musk buys Twitter and then says he wants to buy the WWE and bring back the Attitude Era. Boy, oh boy. People were scared. Even Mick Foley said, I have a bad feeling about this platform going forward. Can you imagine if he was? He has the money to buy it. I mean, he spent $44 billion on Twitter. Um, but can you imagine? And people were applauding this. I was like, you guys don't want the Attitude Era back. Because it wouldn't be the Attitude Era. You could do so many things in the Attitude Era that you just can't do right now. The blackface stuff, the whole nation and domination stuff that they would address. I still think it's hilarious. We talked about this in the show before. No. I refuse to, to think that the Attitude Era could ever be brought back. But there were a lot of people worried about Twitter. Some people were like, all right, great. Thanks for bringing me back. Like, even Ice Cube, he said, thanks for unshadow banning me. Now let's get back to work. And but some people were really worried about this. I, I think he's just bored and has too much money. You know, I'm not really worried about any platform because any platform is going to do what the fuck they want to do. So it just doesn't matter. I just, I just don't care. But I saw it was a funny story. NXT UK. Jordan Devlin versus Ilanoff Dragunov in a loser leaves NXT match. That is going to be a fun match. I got Dragunov in it, but um, I want to watch it. So, And the last few notes here. Impact under siege is being set up perfectly. Josh Alexander defending the world championship against Ishii. Violent by design defending the tag team championships against the Briscoes. Taya Valkyrie defending her newly won AAA Reigns title against Diona Perrazzo, the rematch I was telling you guys about earlier. Steels defending Impact Knockouts title versus Havoc. And Bullet Club versus Honor No More, the current matches right now. More matches are to be added. But that's a strong lineup there. That is a very strong lineup for Impact. And final note, news. JoJo and Bray Wyatt are engaged to be married. I mean, this woman just, like, disappeared. Like, once her and Brace are dating, I know there's some drama with Bray's old wife or whatever, but I think she got got pregnant immediately. Because I remember it used to be a plethora of, you can go on Instagram without seeing a plethora of just ass shots. But, yes, JoJo had a huge ass. We, we know that. But you couldn't go without, like, seeing a plethora of slow motion shots on Instagram. And, like, when Bray took her off TV, because she got, I think... She got pregnant, like, almost immediately. And I think she's had, like, two kids with him since. Um, But, like, I... I like, you... I, 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 is she still in the WWE contract, or did she leave? I don't know. I think she, I think she like, let her contract expire. But I remember, like, there was so much hate for Bray Wyatt when he took her off TV. Because people couldn't do those ass shots anymore. It was like... I remember one dude, like, he did, like, a, this tribute to her ass on Instagram. And this is, I promise you, this is a real thing. I remember he was like in the caption, so pissed off at Bray. He's like, you took my JoJo off TV. I was like, it feels like it's Bray's JoJo now. <laughs> but it was like he he had people happy for him, like oh best Bray to people who were truly fucking angry with him. So congratulations to them. They already have a little family. Um, to uh, uh, talking to him at WrestleCon was pr- a pretty awesome thing. Um, but yeah, shout out to them. Congratulations to them. I hope to see Bray on TV soon in some form of capacity. I know he's asking for a lot of money. Um, probably too much money for AEW to give to him. But, I mean, he could still go to New Japan. His gimmick could still get over somewhere. And he's creative enough to where he doesn't need to be the Fiend. You know, he could be William Rotunda or whoever he wants to be. Um, but, anyways. Uh, no, I said William. Listen to me. 
I, but um, anyways, uh, that is the show for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. It's the Monday show. Check out the series finale of Moon Knight with me as a iconic. It is the shortest series finale since they started doing these shows on Disney. It's only 42 minutes, which means it's only like 36 minutes, which is surprising because I feel like they have a lot to cover, which means this is going to be very fast-paced, very to-the-point, um, not a lot of bullshit. So um, I would enjoy it for what it is, you know. So I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. I am the Slow Chemical, and we are out. <laughs>